Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. This is Heart to Heart with Spongile Mufukeng on Radio Pulpit. Heart to Heart. There is none that can be likened to our Lord Jesus. There is none like him anywhere. Be it it's under the earth, be it it's in the air, wherever. There is nobody like the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Beautiful sounds coming there from Tumim Kokstad. I haven't seen anyone like our Lord. I don't know about you, but I haven't. Uh-uh. The very same God who take the things that are despised by many and uh, use that. Ah, <laughs> that's God. You know the, that thing that is like really despised. That that yeah, or that person that everybody looks down upon. God takes that person and lifts them up and and lifts them up to their position. He positions them, uh, and he qualifies them. And that person has been disqualified by the world, disqualified by many. But the Lord takes that very same person and qualifies them. He is that God. In 2024, let no one tell you otherwise. God can qualify you. He's able to do it. He has done it before. He specializes in that. He is that God. It doesn't matter who said what about you. What I've seen us do, we take every nonsense, every, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to use the word rubbish, but every rubbish that people talk about us and say about us, and we take it and we adopt it and we act it out and we believe it. Where does it come from? I thought that we should believe the report of the Lord. And I think that's what the word says. I don't even think that's what the word says. We shall believe the report of the Lord. It doesn't matter who said what. I don't care what your doctor said. Hello. I don't care who said what about you. Hello. I care about what God said about you. I care about what God said about me. And in 2024, Rubbish it all. (laughs) Everything that people say about you. Care about what God says about you. Be weary of what people say, but find out what God says about you. Be excited about what God says about you. Believe what God says about you. Leave what God says about you. It's 2024. Can we change? Yeah, it's not too late. It's not too late. I don't care what your teacher said some years back. I don't care what your mom said. If it's negative, if it's not of the word, if it's not praiseworthy, if it's not good, I don't care who said it. What's important is what God said, but I'm not there. And um, today it is heart to heart. My name is Spongile Mufukeng with you up until uh, three o'clock. Let me say thanks to uh, uh, Uam Vain and Russell together with Pastor Rocky. I was seeing him for the first time in 2024. Can you believe it? <laughs> it was so awesome to see him. All of God's best to him and his family in this awesome year of 2024. And in this year, my prayer for you is that do not get tired at all. May the Lord restore and renew your strength. If you are getting tired, may he refresh you. May he start you on your way again. Start running again. Start running again. Start um, being hopeful again. Start and check your dreams. Go back to that dream that you packed. It's time again uh, to go back to it. Go follow it up. I'm also doing the same. I'm hoping that you are doing the same. On the line, I'm joined by Sis Rodegredboom. That is podcast with us, the last podcast for the month of January. How are you doing? 
Yeah, yeah, and we are here to stay in 2024. Yes. We are here to stay, yes. regardless yes. of what's happening and what we see or how we feel on this year. <laughs> yes, we are here, we are here. <laughs> but today's topic is something else that I was like, Lord, am I faithful? Ooh, Lord. Yeah, I think it should yeah. start there. I must be faithful. So today's topic <laughs> is God rewards the faithful with influence. Explain. Amen. Talk to Amen. us. Amen. Good afternoon, my family. And it's good to be here. Because um, I'm so thankful um, for being today and just minister and being curated for trading but course. And yeah, God rewards the faithful with influence. And I like what you said because when I also prayed, prepared the message, I said, Lord, am I faithful? You know, that's the first thing that came up. Lord, am I faithful? But I'm going to tell you a story and from the story we're going to learn so much. And this thought, this message is also aimed for our graduates that starting to work, kids going back to varsity um, they will they will actually relate to this beautiful story. The Lord gave Jeremiah a message in Jeremiah chapter 1. He says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my spokesman to the world. Psalm 139 verse 16 you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life is recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. John fifteen sixteen to 17. You did not choose me, but it's what the, it's what the Lord says. But I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in the name of the Father, uh, uh, in my name, I will give, the Father will give you, and this is my command, love each other. God sent the Israelites for 70 years into exile because of the sin, the rebellion, and the Mm. idolatry. And exile means is that you are forcefully kept away from your home, your country, you are in captivity. And Jeremiah wrote a letter to the elders, the priests, and the prophets, and all the people who had been exiled to Babylon. And the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, sent this message, and it is what uh, uh, Jeremiah was reading to them. In, in Jeremiah 29, verse 4 to 14, he says, verse 4, he says, this is what the Lord God of Israel says to all those um, I carried, I put emphasis the whole time, I carried, the Lord carried them into Israel, uh, exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. He says in verse 5, he says, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking here, Lord, these people are in exile, they are not okay, but you tell them they must settle down in exile. The seven God said also in the letter is that seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you mm. into exile. Pray for the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. This is what the Lord says. He says when the seventy years 
are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promises to bring you back to this place. So no matter what you do, you're going to be there for 70 years. You can cry, you can fast, whatever. You're going to be there, but just follow my instructions whilst you're there. And then the most popular, most quoted scripture, verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have have for you, you, declares the Lord. Remember, they are in 70 years in exile. He says, Mm, but mm. remember, the plans I have for you is to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Verse 12 is my favorite. He says, whilst you're in exile, whilst you're in a strange foreign land, well, you don't want to be there. You are forced to be there. He says, whilst you find yourself there, he says, call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Verse 13 says, you will seek me and find me. And when you seek me with all your heart, verse 14 says, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back from captivity. And I will bury you from there. So I just need to bring that in because no matter what they did, they are there for 70 years. So Mm. make the best of a bad situation. Mm. That is a letter in a nutshell. Mm. And now we're going to somebody that inspired me so much that I believe he got the letter and him and his friends got the letter. They read the letter. They probably studied the letter. And, and, and when we read about Daniel, we, we, we start in Daniel 1. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar was king that time in Babylon. And verse 3, this is now chapter 1, verse 3. And the king instructed Ashpenaz. Hey, this, people got funny names. Hey? I must actually uh, to, you know, repeat his names. Ashpenaz. And, and, and he was in charge of the palace officials to bring, and, and he was he was instructed to bring to the palace some of the young men from Judah. You know, some of the ones that they were kept, uh, they were uh, in exile, they were taken from from Jerusalem. But he instructed, and he gave them specific instructions: that take young men of Judah's mm-hmm. royal family, not anybody. Not any manga manga, not anybody. <laughs> he says, and other noble families who had been brought from, brought to Babylon. He said, select the strong, the healthy, and the good-looking young men. And he says, make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning. They are gifted with knowledge and understanding and must have eyes for me. It's like when I read this, they must have the full package to serve in the royal king, in the royal palace. They also said he's also instructed them to teach them uh, the language and the culture of the Babylonian uh, culture. Verse 5, and the king appointed them, we know the king appointed them uh, daily provision mm-hmm. with the king's delicacies, nice food, nice things. You know, that is what happened to us, our children, when they go to other places. Mm. There's always nice things on the table for them. Mm. But what I like about this, uh, Daniel and his friends, is, is that Daniel said, no, 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 no. Uh, my guy, listen, I, I, I appreciate everything. I know we're in exile. We probably don't have a voice. We don't have a say. You know, we must just do. But we're not going to eat this, you know. And the chief even said to him, Daniel, you're putting me in a very difficult position because it's my assignment to make sure you are well fed and all that. And he says, you know what, just give us fruit and water, uh, veggies. And the king, you know, the Bible also said here, he found favor with this chief. Yeah. And the chief, the, and the chief was concerned that hey, when you come back, 
the king is going to look, you look pale, you look not okay. <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and, you know, he says, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be gonna in trouble. trouble. <laughs> you, you know, because I must make sure you are, you are fit, you are lesser, yeah. you know, you look good, you yeah. know. So Daniel said, you know what, um, Daniel said, you know what, I hear what you say, but, um, uh, uh, you know what, please test your servants for 10 days. Test us for 10 days. And, and, and let them give us veggies to eat and water to drink. So test us. And they will see after them, they say, they, they, need, they need food, they need meat now. And verse 15 says, and at the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better and fitter in flesh than all the young men who ate a portion of the king's delicacies. And as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And after the three-year preparation, the training period, the chief brought him before Nebuchadnezzar. And then the king talked to them. He talked with him. And none impressed the king as Daniel, Meshach, and Abednego. None of them. None of them. And they, and therefore, he was so impressed with them. They served uh, before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about the king, what the king also, I think he tested them, he examined them, and he found them that they were ten times better than all the musicians, the soldiers who were in his realm. And we all know the story that God gave Daniel a special gift to see visions and to interpret dreams. And the king had his first dream, and none of his wise men uh, a fortune tellers and, and his wife and, and his musicians, none of them could, could, could interpret this dream. And they, they told about Daniel, and Daniel came. And what I like about Daniel's boldness is Daniel told the king, There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Not I, Daniel. He says, There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And Daniel was actually quoting Jeremiah 33, verse 3. It says, ask of me, and I will tell you secrets, and I will tell you what, would ha- what will happen. Daniel interprets the dream and told the king, the great uh, whatever he told the king, and, 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 and the king bowed before, because Daniel was spot on. And the king bowed before Daniel, and he worshipped God. And the king said to Daniel, Truly, your God is the God of gods, and the Lord over kings, and a revealer of mysteries. You have been able to reveal secrets. The king appointed Daniel, emphasis, the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many, many valuable gifts. The king also made Daniel ruler over the whole province of Babylon, as well as chief over all his wise men. So this wise man that was operating there, Daniel came in like, you know what, you are now the boss of this guys. But you know, what I like about the story is that at the end, at Daniel's request, because Daniel came with his three friends, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be in charge of all the affairs of the province of Babylon while Daniel remained in the king. We must also learn to look out for our brothers and sisters. Then the king, after this, what he experienced with Daniel, then the king made a, go- a golden statue, and everyone was instructed to worship this golden statue, and whoever refused will be immediately thrown into the, the blazing furnace. But we know the three guys, 
they said, uh-uh, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And then the king came and he said to them, is it true that you three guys don't, that you don't want to serve uh, uh, my gods or worship the image of gold I've set up? And, and now, and, and he said to them, you know what's going to happen when the music play and this and this and this? Please bow down and worship the image I've made. And But if you don't, I will, you will be thrown into the blazing furnace. And then and, and, and he asked them, you know, sarcastically, he says, then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? That's how powerful this king was. And then the three guys said to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not defend ourselves before you in this matter. He says, if we are thrown into this fire, the God we serve will deliver us from it. He will deliver us your ma- from your majesty's hand. But I like this, touch me, verse 18, he says, but even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your God and we will not worship. So let us die. We will we prepare to die for God, for our almighty God. Then the king was very furious and he commanded that these three guys must be thrown in a fire. The fire was so weird when you read the Bible that even his own soldiers burned. And then the king was sitting there and he um, sat there and he, he was looking now to see what's happening to these guys. And he asked, but didn't we put three men in the fire? And they replied, yes, your majesty, we put three men in the fire. And he said, but look, I see four men walking around in the fire. He says, unbound them, unarmed, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of the God. They called them out, they brought them out of the fire, so they came out of the fire, and they saw no harm. Their bodies, no harm to their bodies, even their clothes, they didn't even smell of the fire. Then the king praised God, and he says, praise be to God of Shedrach, Mishra, who was sent, who sent his angel to rescue his servants. And what I like about the king and what the king acknowledged is that they trusted their God. They trusted their God and they were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. And he said, therefore, I decree that people of every nation or language who say anything against their God, they will be cut in pieces and their houses will be turned into house of rubble for no other God can be served in this way. The king promoted the three guys and he promoted them to the province of Babylon. That's what God does. He elevates them. He promoted them. And then the king chose Daniel and two other administrators to supervise the princess and to watch out for the king's interest. And Daniel again, you know, Daniel was operating under the spirit of Excellence, and Daniel soon proved himself more capable of all the other administrators and administrators and princes. And because of his great ability, the king made plans to place him all over the entire empire. You can come from wherever, but when God's favor is upon your life, and you are obedient and you remain faithful, God will elevate you. But just know also with God's favor. God's favor attracts enemies, and it also attracts blessings. In this story with Daniel, that 
uh, uh, there was jealousy now. The, the administrators that was working with him, they was jealous and they thought of, okay, let's do something that um, they could find. You know, they were looking for anything they could find against uh, uh, Daniel so that the king can do something or maybe take him off his role or his responsibilities. But the Bible says Daniel was faithful, honest, and responsible. And I would like, I desire to be like Daniel, to be mm-hmm. faithful, honest, and responsible. And what wow. is that is they concluded that their only chance of finding ground of accusing Daniel will be in connection with his religion. Because nothing, they tried whatever, there was nothing on, 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 on Daniel. And they ended up tricking the king. And to find and to sign the king, they asked, they told the king, listen, do make this rule and this law and sign it off that for 30 days, all must pray to you, king. And whoever prays to anyone except you, my king, they will be thrown to the lions. Mm. And the king also so foolish, I think he didn't even, I don't think he, he noticed that they were actually tricking him. Because they also noticed that the king really had a special um, love Daniel. He, you can, when you read the story, also that he favored Daniel. Yeah. So they they were also aware of Daniel's praying times and all it. So they thought, okay, this is the way that we can kill this guy. You know, he's going to actually kill himself. It's not us. He's going to kill himself. Yes. So they found they found out Daniel was praying three times. So mm-hmm. that Daniel didn't obey the law and they reported to the king. And the king was very upset for signing the law. And the king only noticed that he was three. Sure. And the Bible says when we read from chapter 6 to 20, uh, chapter 6, 16 to 28, so the king had to now give orders, you know, for Daniel to be thrown into the lion's den because, I mean, he, he signed, he signed it. <laughs> and you can, when you read also there, is that he was restless. He didn't eat that night. He didn't sleep. Um, and, you know, he was then said about it. And so the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lions. And I think those people was very excited that, you know what, this guy is out now. And he's out now. And the king said to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve, continue to rescue you. And then in a nutshell, the king came the next morning after a restless evening. And I like what the king did. Is that the king, when the king came near the den, he called to Daniel in, in an anguished voice. You know, he called. He didn't want to open and see, hey, Daniel is finished. There's only bones. No, he called first. Mm-hmm. Daniel, servant of the living God, is your God who you serve continually. <laughs> delivered to you, or did he rescue you, you know? So the king was like, hey, I don't want to see, let me just hear. Yeah. And Daniel answered, my, may the king love forever. My God sent his angels Ace. and shut the mouth of the lions. And they has not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Mm. No, I have ever done anything wrong before you met with me. Mm. And the king was overjoyed. He took Daniel out in a nutshell. The people that was, uh, you know, lying and uh, uh, treating the, 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 the king, they ended up there. You know, obviously, the, the enemy's plan will always backfire if you remain faithful, if you remain faithful. And at the end of the day, King Darius wrote to all the nations and the people 
of every language of all the ethnicities. May you prosper greatly in you again. Yes. Worship God because of Daniel. And the Bible says that Daniel prospered. And, and, and Daniel prospered. So what can we learn from the story? That they were taken by force from their homeland, you know, mm. uh, leaving, you know, you can understand, you can even imagine it. They even said, we only want young men here. Where was the parents? Where's the family? They could have sat there, victim crying, pati pati, and all that. No, the prophet, what can we learn from him? The, you know, the prophet Daniel and his three friends was among the first exiles carried away to a strange land, a foreign land. And mm. as promising young men, you can you can imagine they they also come from Judah's royal family and other noble families, and they were ordered. Look, they're coming from royalty, royalty, and they were ordered now to come and serve in the king's palace. Mm. And, and 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 what we learn also, and this was another opportunity probably for them to to maybe say, okay, we are now here, let's use this for our own advancement or political advancement or whatsoever. But they didn't look at what they can benefit. They didn't look at that. You know, when I'm also in a strange land and, oh, the king favored me, I will be also like nice and, you know, just to benefit. They, they, they remained obedient and faithful to the Lord. And to them, obedience and faithfulness was more important than status or whatever uh, they could benefit from 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 Babylon. They they also knew that even in this foreign land, God was in control. And regardless of how discouraging things may have seemed, uh, that the present situation, they knew that the final victory belonged to them because they are God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. Because remember the letter in the beginning that Jeremiah said that you're going to be there for a time frame, but even if you're there, X, Y, Z. So they read the letter and they said, you know, no matter if we are, let's make, let make the best of the situation. God will deliver us. Sure. We also learn from Daniel and his friends that yeah. even, even when far from, from, from home, far from the land, from the family, from the church, don't compromise your Bible standards. They did not compromise. Daniel also, what I like about Daniel and encouraged by Daniel, Daniel used his influence uh, to influence the king. And in the end of the day, uh, he acknowledged God. So he used his influence in a positive way, in a mighty way, and it's all for the glory of God. We can be sure, we also can be sure that when we fight spiritual battles, like Daniel, from the beginning you could see, even for them to change, it's another topic, for, for their names to be changed was more spiritual than just a name. You know, to, it, they wanted to strip them from their identity. Although they changed their names, they did not change because they were so grounded in God. And although they were fighting all the spiritual battles, mm-hmm. they knew that God remains will, will come and God will be remain will remain committed to them. Mm-hmm. And though it may not always be evident, God controls events that happens in our lives. Right. And God will always have his way. When okay. we started, we started with what he told the others, God sent them here and it was his will for them to be in that situation. All right. Let's take a break. 
We're coming back as we are going to ponder over these words as God has been talking to us through his Rhoda Khredbram. Ons kom terug. in the background, God is able. Feel the pulse of the real life on 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729. And our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life. A winning team on the road to eternity.